0: Everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club Podcast. My name is Jeff Moreva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hey Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? Not bad. Not it's bad. a little it's a little hot, but it yeah. is hot. It's always hot. Yeah. Not in this nice air conditioned studio, it's not. <laughs> but man, it's hot outside. Yeah. Um all right. Um well this is the OETA Movie Club podcast. We come to you each week. We discuss our upcoming movies, which air every Saturday night at nine on OETA. And uh, this week, we've got the 1960 classic, The Apartment. Uh-huh. Jack Lemmon. And, and uh, uh, Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray. Uh, Shirley MacLaine. Shirley McClain, McClain, um, Ray Walston. Yeah, it's got some good ones in yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, why don't you set this up for people, let them know what it's
1: about. Uh, 1966, this was a little controversial at the time. It's still, you know, I'm sure it would be controversial if it came out today. Uh, it may not be even made if it were today. <laughs> True. Um So Jack Lemon is like a young executive trying to move up the ladder, the corporate ladder, and uh, he, you know uh, lets some of the higher ups, the executives at his firm use his apartment to have secret assignations with um, some of the ladies from the company, right? Right? right. So it's
0: um, a very professional
1: way to put that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, And Shirley MacLaine falls in love with Fred McMurray
0: and, uh, you know, doesn't go well. Doesn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Fred McMurray, we were talking how different of a role this is for him. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was reading that uh, he's actually, for years after this movie, would get approached sometimes by women on the street and griped at. Right. Basically making this movie. and One woman hit him with her purse. When, but she said that she hit him with her purse because she took her six-year-old daughter <laughs> to see this movie thinking it was a Disney movie. Right. Well, he had just signed, he had just signed a Disney. contract yeah.
1: with Disney to do like The Shaggy Dog and, and uh, uh, a couple other films. Yeah. And, yeah, he was – he had usually done – he was a, a, an amiable guy except for the other Billy Wilder film – well, a double indemnity, right? Yeah. Uh, he plays a uh, 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 insurance agent that helps a a woman kill her husband, right? And you know for the money. <laughs> right. So this was like you know he he's after this. He said I'm not taking another role like this because yeah. of all the flack that he he got
0: from this. Yeah. Just crazy.
1: Um. I of course remember him. You know, growing up as uh, uh, on my three sons. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, which he, you know, he's this really great father and, and, right. uh, yeah, just an all around great guy. Right. But to see him, you know, as a not so great guy, you know, treating yeah. women this way, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, it's, but you know, it's
0: acting. It's acting, people. Yeah. Come on, it's a, it's a character. It, and, and he it, does, and it, he does a good job with it. Right. He does a good right. job. Billy um, Wilder said
1: that in real life that, um, Frederick Murray, was what's the word I'm looking for? Cheap. Cheap. He was yeah. cheap, and there was a scene where he uh, he's supposed to tip a, a shoe shine boy, and uh, he couldn't quite get the the quarter out of his pocket during the takes. So Billy Wilder suggested that uh, he try a half dollar. You know, it'd be easier to find in your pocket, and and. McMurray immediately shoots back. He says, I would never tip 50 cents. <laughs> right. you know, I can't play the scene that way. I can't do
0: it. <laughs> I would never tip that much. <laughs> um, so this is the first film, or I guess the only film, really, that Billy Wilder became the first person to win the Academy Awards for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. Right. And I guess maybe there's been a couple since. Yeah, uh, but he was the scenes, first. He was the first. is what I meant. To and say, yeah.
1: yeah, he wrote the he wrote the screenplay um uh and a- along with another writer and they both were like uh they wanted to make sure Billy Wilder held them or held most of the cast to saying everything word for word.
0: Yes, he did not allow for any de- de- deviation in the script. Uh-huh. Um uh Except for he let Jack Lemon improv a couple oh, yeah. scenes. He um, let him get away with. On just two scenes that he he said. Um, he got to sing while he was cooking. Uh-huh. And he kind of let him improv what song or what melody he hummed or sung. Well, and sung. that
1: whole thing with the tennis
0: racket. And then the tennis and racket. The, and yeah. the spaghetti. Yeah. But um, but
1: uh, Lemons actually spoke the words as written in the script. But then, you know, uh, added the bits in there. Right. And then, like, uh, but he held Shirley MacLaine. To uh, such a, uh, a fine point that they, she had to do the elevator scene five times because she kept getting one word wrong. One word wrong, wrong yep. <laughs> and you know, he didn't even give her the completed script um, right. uh, at, at first. Um, she, he didn't really want her to know how it how it ended. Yeah. she just thought that it hadn't been written
0: yet. Right. <laughs> Nope, just wanted, just wanted to keep it secret from yeah. you. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, well, even Jack Lemmon said he didn't, when he signed on to do the movie, he hadn't seen a, a word of the script. Uh-huh. He had been told by Billy Wilder what it was about. Right. Um, but hadn't actually seen any of the script and said he signed on immediately and said he would have signed on for anything with Billy Wilder. Right. So
1: And, you know, Wilder was a huge fan of Jack Lemmon's work, too. Yes. You know, he had done uh, uh, Something Like a Hot yeah. just a year before this. Uh, yeah. And... He compared him to Chaplin, favorably. Right, you know, The right. favorable the part of Chaplin, parts yeah. of Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just thinking he could do no wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Some Like It Hot, Marilyn Monroe, she approached Billy Wilder about uh-huh. being in this movie. And he for, the for the Shirley MacLaine role. For the Shirley MacLaine role. And uh, he adamantly turned her
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> he had done two films with her, right? Yeah. The Seven Year Itch and most recently uh, Some Like It Hot. Yeah. And he did not enjoy the experience. Yeah, he said he would never direct her again. Said that she was, you know, unprofessional. That um, you know she had a very uh, poor work ethic, and um, you know she demanded the star treatment. He just yeah. got to where he despised, you know, uh, her not showing up to the set or showing up hours late. You right, everybody would. Awake. I mean, anybody would get right.
0: sick of that. Yeah, I mean,
1: would. Fifty-seven takes just to say, "Where's that bottle of bourbon?" Running. You know, so yeah, he said no. But yeah, you know, I think I mean she would have been great in this film.
0: She really yeah. would have been great. Yeah, she would have been. But um, but it just would have taken ten times yeah. longer to film it. No, and Shirley McLean was fantastic. In <laughs> she it. was. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Now she was,
1: um uh, uh, you know, like she improvised some stuff too that they put into the into the film. Um, like she's playing Gin Rummy. She had been learning. To play Gin Rummy because she was hang she was on the uh, Ocean's Eleven set right with the Rat Pack she did that famous um, cameo yeah in that film and uh, but they were teaching her how to play Gin Rummy and so she was kind of teaching people in between takes how to play and they put it in the film right you know yeah or uh, she was waxing poetic her thoughts on love (laughs) and uh, 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 Billy Wilder. Heard
0: something he liked in what she said, and so yeah. they put that in as put well that in the film. Yeah, um, I was going to talk about this scene because I think this is so cool. This behind the scenes stuff of how they do this kind of stuff, but um, to create the vast sea of faces uh-huh. laboring away in the in the firm office, um, they did some really cool camera tricks, and uh, so. They have this huge room. They have all these people at desks typing away, working away. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so what they did was they used full size actors. Uh huh. <laughs> as opposed to half size actors. Right. Uh, <laughs> full size actors at full size desks. Uh huh. And then about halfway back, they switched to smaller desks with kids dressed in suits. Suits. And then about, you know, in the back. In the very back. There's even smaller desks with card with cutouts uh-huh. of people, like basically puppets uh-huh. on strings uh-huh. doing the work. And
1: it was I read a that, great
0: effect. It was a great effect, and it works really good. Like uh-huh. I don't think if we would have told you that, that we wouldn't have told you that you right. would have noticed. That's one of the images I remember.
1: Uh, you know, when thinking about this film, is that big open space, and you know, it's a kind of a history lesson as to how things used to get done right right instead before computers I was gonna say, you say now it would to be all CGI oh, yeah. yeah and there'd be like yeah. four or five people there yeah. and it would all well oh you mean like the the shot yes but i'm thinking like uh you know the modern office building yeah would be like four or five people there on a computer doing the same work that oh, you know, yeah, 50 yeah, yeah. people or right. 70 people on that floor would yeah. have been
0: doing with typewriters yeah that's true too yeah yeah, but even in today, if they wanted to still project that many workers, it, it'd be CGI. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, easy, it'd be, easy. C- yeah, I mean. But, uh, like,
1: elevator operators, you know, uh, that's a thing of the past. Oh, I know. Tipping a quarter. Yeah. You know, know. that was a good tip, apparently. That was a know. good tip, apparently. <laughs> a quarter. Not 50 cents. You yeah. weren't worth that, I, according to Fred McMurray. I went to get a hamburger the other day, and, you know, it gives—now, apparently, you know, when you uh, sign on there, the computer, it gives you the uh, the— the options for oh, how yeah. much you want to tip. It starts at 15, but now it's gone up to the high end is 25 Oh, yeah. Percent. Yeah. I and, know. you know, uh, the kid at the hamburger place, he's leaning over watching me as <laughs> I'm,
0: you know, which one am I selecting? <laughs> You're like zero. Yeah. Zero. with a takeout order? What am I? <laughs> there's no waiter
1: here. 25% was uh, something like two bucks.
0: Yeah. You know, Fred McMurray would hate that. Yes, he would. He would, hate, he would hate the tipping world we're in since the COVID. That really just started since COVID. The really? You know, t- yeah. Tipping on takeout orders. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's really just. Come I mean, on, please. It just started on really since COVID. Or know. like,
1: you know, I go up and I, uh, like you pick up a pizza or something like that. Nobody yeah. delivered it. Right. I, you know, I'm picking I it got up out of counter. my car. What in. am I tipping for? I know. I'm the
0: same. I know. Because your employer is too cheap to pay you. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I've gone through a drive-thru window and had a receipt handed yeah. to me to sign for a tip, and I'm like, "What really? am I? What am I tipping for?" Yeah. Now you can write us write us now and tell us how cheap we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so Jack Lemmon was quoted talking about how um, he learned a lot of cool tricks from Billy Wilder about hooks. Uh-huh. Billy Wilder had hooks, and one of the hooks in this movie was the line. Um, hey Jack, can I have that key? Can I have the key? Uh-huh. And he said, for years on the street after the movie was made, he had people come up to him and say, "Hey Jack, can I have the key?" <laughs> Thought that was fun. Yeah, it's a lot uh, a lot catchier than "Hey Jack." Uh, uh, what's the China syndrome? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, apparently. We were talking a little bit about how they really stuck to the script, except for letting Jack Lemon do that. Then they added some stuff to the script. But Shirley MacLaine apparently drove Billy Wilder crazy with all her ad-libs. Uh-huh. Apparently she is was – I didn't know this, that she was very known for ad-libbing. Yeah. And, and yeah. did not know that. Um, but, but she
1: was usually spot on, too. She had yeah. great instincts. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, and that's probably why I didn't realize that there was so much improv going on is because it was yeah. so – so, it fits so perfectly. You know? Right. But um, – uh, the uh, the office Christmas party scene in this movie, they actually filmed the Christmas before this movie was released, uh-huh. uh, d- December twenty third, nineteen fifty nine, and uh, they did that so that they would get everybody in the proper mood. Uh-huh. And uh, Billy Wilder said that uh, he wished his job was always as easy as this. Today he can just shout action and stand back, <laughs> so you're just really shooting a Christmas party. That's crazy.
1: uh, Jack Lemmon uh, talked about, um, you know, Billy Wilder kept uh, his film editor, uh, Doan Harrison, uh, on the set with him so that, uh, you know, as an associate producer. So she's right there, and uh, he never made a shot until both of them agreed and talked about it at length Um, so that, you know, like as a result that he was able to cut costs, he would shoot sparingly. He would basically edit in the camera. yeah. Uh, so you're not shooting a lot of film that you're or not going to use, yeah. and you're not doing, um, you know, setting up scenes that are not going to end up being in the film. Right. Uh, so, you know, they're sort of like uh, measured twice, cut once you right. know, for, for these. You know, Hitchcock did the same thing. Hitchcock oh, yeah. edited in the, camera, in the camera, but for a different reason. It was uh, Selznick, David yep. O. Selznick, who was his producer at the time, his employer, lo- was famous for re-editing Yeah. And Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock was like, his... nope, no. you're not
0: going to do that to my film. No. I'm not going to give you enough footage to, to be able to do that. So he, he shot
1: it in a way that you couldn't edit it any other way
0: yep. than how he wanted it. Smart, man. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock was a genius. He was. Um, so uh, this was the last black and white movie to win Best oh, Picture right. at yeah. the Academy Awards until The Artist in 2011. Yeah. So this one in 61.
1: Had, uh, it was mostly black and white, but there were a couple of scenes where there's coloring.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Um, very different films. Very different films. <laughs> Schindler's List, <laughs> yeah. The Artist, right. this movie, they're all very different. Very, films. very different. Um, but yeah, yeah, Schindler's List, of course, has that famous scene with the girl in the red coat uh-huh. and, and, uh, and the candle at the beginning mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, yeah. Now there's
1: this great scene in uh, in the and this was an improv. Uh, Jack Lemon, uh was he had like this nasal spray prop. Yeah. That you know it was in the in the script, but uh, you know he gives it a squeeze and uh, he didn't expect it. It shot like ten feet. Right. And he thought, oh, well he put milk into the squeeze bottle so you could see it in you the black him, and white. Yeah. And uh, you know, when he squeezes it it almost hits Fred McMurray's nose. But you see <laughs> it very prominently. Yeah. And uh Billy Wilder didn't expect it, but he liked it and, and he used that take.
0: Yeah. He also used a take um where in the scene where Carl punches Baxter, um Jack Lemon was supposed to mime being punched, of uh-huh. course, and failed to move enough away Eek. and accidentally got knocked down for oh, real. Oh. And Billy Wilder chose to use that shot in the film, of right. course. Yeah, and you uh, also got a really good reaction from Shirley McLean McQu- um, that you know he was not expecting that he was he actually had set aside two by fours to like bang together to get a reaction from her and didn't end up needing he them. He didn't because, need it because he got punched in the face uh. for real. <laughs> so it's like Sinatra breaking his hand in Vancouver oh, in his pinky or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a famous and, but story. but he kept going. Kept going. Yeah.
1: You stay in character, the take is good. You know, why not? Because, you know, you're paying a pretty high price. Oh yeah. For to get that shot. And you
0: know, they didn't they didn't brace that or anything when he did that, right. and it bothered him for the rest of his life. Like yeah. it caused him chronic pain for the rest of his life. He had pain mm-hmm. in his hands mm-hmm. because of that one. And you can see it that moment, that it Oh yeah. 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 Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> um so we we're talking about Best Oscar winner. This is uh, the first Best Oscar winner to specifically refer to previous winners. Right. Oscar winners, which Other I thought films, that was a cool yeah. little shout-out. first
1: films to do
0: this, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, two of them. Uh, first, Grand Hotel from 1932, which Baxter is watching on television, or attempting to watch on television, right. but it's gone too long to commercial, so uh-huh. he gives up on he it. He complains about it. And he complains about it. And then... Um, Bud's boss also refers to Bud and Fran having a lost weekend uh-huh. together in Bud's apartment, um, which is a reference to Billy Wilder's early Oscar, lost weekend. I'm thinking, lost is that weekend. Ray
1: Milland? Is that the? Um, yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. Ray Milland plays an alcoholic. Is one of the first times ever that they took Portray. on that subject. Yeah, Billy Wilder really, you know, pushed the envelope as far as like acceptable subjects. He you did. Know, you were right. In the, he was uh, kind of the last. Leg of the Hayes uh, Code right. for film, um, you know, suicide. You know, uh, Shirley MacLaine's suicide attempt. Oh, sorry, spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> sorry, <I wasn't>, uh, <laughs> and then um, you know, just the idea of men having affairs on their, oh uh, yeah, with their uh, with their wives.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he did. He pushed the envelope. He yeah. he was a. I mean, he was one of the best. That's why he's. That's why you know his name uh-huh and he's won Oscars and um, I didn't know that Paul Douglas was actually cast as Sheldrake before um, this sh- before filming started, uh-huh. but he died um, a couple weeks before filming started He died from a heart attack in New York eating breakfast mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. You will forgive me, I do not know who Paul Douglas is. Well, I, I know his name. I can't put a face with it right now. <laughs> I can't but, either what he's um, been in. He must have been a very famous guy. The, he, he was well-known. I know his name very yeah. well, but I didn't know that he was cast as Sheldrake, but died. Uh-huh. Before. That's right. always, that always That always intrigues me. How many—I mean, because— until we started really doing this podcast a year ago, uh-huh. I started really f- researching these films and everything. I, that happens so much.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I mean, that happens all the time. Well, I cast so-and-so, but he died. He died. So then I had to recast it with this person. Right. And, yeah, it just seems to happen all the time.
1: Uh, you know, I still wouldn't say, uh, don't cast me in anything. But, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't, I don't want
0: to be cast if you're going to die before. Now, isn't
1: this the same plot as Promises, Promises,
0: the musical? Um, pretty close. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah the Bert, A lot less Burt Bacharach yeah. in this film. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: true. A lot less. Uh-huh. Yeah. And no yeah.
1: Jane Mansfield, who stars in the, the film version of
0: that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, yeah, this is pretty close to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty close. Um, so the, uh. I thought this was another interesting little tidbit that um, of just cool, like, set design and stuff like that. So by the times that this was film standards, C.C. Uh-huh. Baxter was a poor accountant. Right. And uh, he had a very simple apartment. Kind of a dumpy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's two Tiffany lamps uh-huh. in his apartment. That at the time weren't worth anything, right? But now they're worth like forty, fifty thousand each, right. or something like uh-huh. that. It's just
1: like, man, yeah, uh, yeah. They're estimated at the you know this was several years ago too, like twenty to forty thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, so but then you could like, uh, uh, they were just regular, you know, those leaded and beveled, uh,
0: yeah, lamps. The ones you've seen them a hundred times. Yeah. yeah, and it says you could pick them
1: up in a uh, a secondhand store.
0: Yeah, for just a few
1: crazy.
0: bucks at Isn't that time.
1: crazy? Well, what do I do with a time machine and, uh, oh you goodness. know, a handful of one? <laughs> right? That's
0: why I need a sports almanac.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could get my shoes shined for a quarter.
0: For a quarter. <laughs> you know, that's just the tip. That's right. Right. It was probably, you crazy. know, yeah. a dollar to get them <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> actually shined. All right, my friend, we are out of time. Oh, so soon. Um, I do want to give a shout out real quick to Tony Jantz. Uh-huh. Um, who sent in a couple of really cool photos. He sent in um, a bunch of photos. He sent in a bunch of photos. We, we, we split them up because he sent in so many, yeah. actually. Um, but the first round that he sent in, we're going to use for this week. Um, John Ratzenberger, George Went, Both from Cheers. Uh, both from Cheers. Uh, Regis Philbin. Uh-huh. Um, not from Cheers. Not from Cheers. <laughs> um, but uh, And then in a couple of more weeks, we'll have a couple more photos from him. Right. And, uh, but I just uh, wanted to give we'll him a shout out. S-
1: who is the other one? It was um, John Prine yeah, and, and Mike uh, McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So a couple of really cool celebrity photos coming up. Um, something new we're doing if you send in a celebrity photo. And we use it on the air. We have these new cool movie club t-shirts oh, yeah. that we're sending out to everybody. We're wearing and, them right uh, now. We are. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lie, people. He just lied to you. <laughs> I'm not wearing mine. He's wearing his. No, um, and uh, anyway, no, um, great cool new t-shirts. right and great. Uh, uh, be the first on your block to have one. That's right. And uh, so anybody that we actually use your photo on the air, um, we're, we're sending those out to everybody. So... Um, you'll hear a tag at the end of this podcast with an address and every th- email address to send those to. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a celebrity photo around your house, please send it in to us. We love sharing those, and please include a story. Um, that's yeah. always the who,
1: what, when, where,
0: and why. That's just always the hard there. part is getting a right? getting a good story with where the photo. the photo
1: was taken and when. And you know, if there's a cool little fun story, you know, just share it with us. We, we'd love to put it on. And you get a shirt, and you know, uh, include the size that you would like. That's right.
0: And uh, so yeah, so um, next weekend um, we've got a comedy that I've actually never seen, so I'm gonna have to watch it before next week. The Russians are the coming. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Uh-huh. Um, I have heard of this movie, but I've never seen it. Alan Arkin, so, uh, Jonathan
1: Winters. It's early Jonathan Winters yeah. film. It's uh, he's great in this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, uh, everybody, please send in those celebrity photos. Please tune in every Saturday night at 9. We also repeat Friday nights at 11. If uh-huh. you miss it on Saturdays t- at 9, you get another yeah. chance to watch it Friday nights at 11. You know, DVR it, whatever you want to do. Uh-huh. And, uh, and yeah. Yeah. watch it. And watch it. It's, it's, it's always awesome. Yeah. Movie club's always a good time. It's a good time. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast.
1: You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to PO Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at nine and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie, and fresh popcorn.